All right, so welcome to the Hairdresser Strong Show. I am, my name is Robert, and uh, will you please introduce yourself to our audience? Yes, I am Jadiele Merced. My nickname is Jody. Um, okay. Yeah, and I graduated from Paul Mitchell a year ago, and I'm now working in a salon. And where is that? Um, so I live in Haymarket, Virginia. Yep. So um, it's literally, it's like, um, there's a grocery store within the neighborhood, and it's like, there's like a whole little plaza and it's a little salon right there. Has it been there a while? Um, I believe it has been there for almost four years now. Okay. So it's fairly new. Yeah. Uh, when you were uh, in school, um, did you ever consider whether or not you would work at a salon or work at a suite or just do uh, traveling house calls at all? Like, tell me a little bit about your thought process uh, as you were uh, considering where to apply and whatnot. So when I was in Paul Mitchell, um, I went to Paul Mitchell of Tyson's Corner. Um, and when I was there, I knew right off the bat that I wanted to work in a salon. Um, I had heard a lot of things about suites and how it could be a very good thing for your career. But I was always told that it wasn't a great starting point for stylists, like when you're fresh into the industry, um, just because, you know, you don't really have an established uh, clientele. You don't exactly know the ins and outs of like the, you know, salon industry. Um, so I didn't consider that I could, I could potentially see myself doing that later on. Um, but yeah, and in-house calls, again, I feel like I need more experience just in salon. So I know, you know, what products, you know, what color lines and all of that ins and outs. So yeah, for me, I always knew that I wanted to immediately enter into a salon. Okay, and it sounds like you're connecting working in a salon with uh, uh, some form of like training or uh, opportunities for growth that uh, don't require you to, well, it sounds mostly like education is what attracted to you, um, but I don't want to put words in your mouth. So uh, why, why, why would you say that you always knew you wanted to work at a salon? Well, I definitely wanted to work with the team and I definitely wanted to see, you know, just how it works with receptionists and then coming in, sitting them down, seeing how other stylists work um, with the, the salon that I've been currently working with. I've learned a lot just by being there. Um, I've watched each stylist do the same haircut, completely different ways, um, the same uh, highlighting balayage, but, you know, same, but the same thing, the same outcome, but different techniques and different, you know, so even like blow drying and all of that. So that was really fascinating to me. Um, but yes, you are right. Education is very, very important to me. Okay. Um, I feel like we're in an industry that's always changing. There's always something newer and better and, you know, what works more efficiently. So yeah, definitely education is one of the biggest things for me. Okay. Well, how about the team aspect of it? Uh, how do you, uh, like, what do you, what do you feel? How do you feel about the team? Like, do you, do you, uh, how much value does that, do you think that having people around you and a support system like that, uh, do you think that brings, and do you think that that is something that you imagine you would might want throughout your career? Or do you think that you might hit a point where that's not as important to you? Well, I definitely feel like I can work by myself and, you know, do things like I'm really, really independent when it comes to anything that I'm doing really. Um, so I definitely could see myself being okay with like working by myself and all of that. But I do think, especially with me, um, just like getting my feet 
into the water, into this industry, uh, a team is really important to me. Um, just because, like I said, you learn so many things. And if you're not sure about something, there's always someone that you can ask. Or if someone isn't sure about something, then there's there's an opportunity for you to educate them. Um, and yeah, I feel like definitely team, like team building exercises and stuff like that. Like that's really, really important just for, I feel like new stylists. Cause you know, when you go in, you don't feel as confident in yourself. You could, you know, when you leave cosmetology school, you are like, okay, I have an idea of what I'm doing, where I want to be. But once you, it, it's different once you enter into an actual salon and then you're working in that environment and you see how things are moving along that there, honestly, I can't put into words. Okay, so everyone watching, um, this is a public service announcement. You were literally the poster child for uh, why you should work in a hair salon. And then as soon as you said that last piece, that's like public service announcement for all young stylists. Uh, something to be aware of is uh, what you think you know uh, when you're in school and out of school. And unless you're working in a salon during school or maybe you, you know, there are exceptions to every rule. Like some people grew up in a hair salon. Uh, or their family has a salon. Okay, just saying that if that's not you and you're like the majority of people, uh, once you get in, out on your own or into a salon, the world kind of hits you pretty hard. And um, but that doesn't mean that he can't do it. You know, so like right. that's kind of part of this whole thing is like I want to understand um, why people are why pe why rising stylists are making the decisions they are and. Um, what I can do to like help. And my goal is that having these conversations informs salon owners and hiring managers so that they understand the rising, rising talent, because we're in a, a place where there's a shift and the new generation coming in, uh, there, there are more and more differences. Uh, so um, I've heard a lot from salon owners that they don't understand uh, Gen Z, they don't understand millennials. Or, um, so that's kind of what part of the thing that sparked up these conversations. So why don't we talk about the interviewing pro that you did prior to getting landing your job? Uh, how many salons did you apply at, apply to? So I think I had applied to, I want to honestly say, I think I applied to two. Um, but the first interview that I went to and not like trying to create a biased opinion or anything like that. But honestly, when I walked into PR partners, I was like, hi guys. I live in this neighborhood. I'm fresh out of cosmetology school. I'm looking for, you know, somewhere to work um, and get started. And there are quite a few um, girls that work there that actually went to Paul Mitchell. So when I spoke with one of the owners, uh, Christy, she had told me right off the bat, she's like, oh, well, I'm a Paul Mitchell girl. And so I already know what kind of education and what kind of, you know, hands-on experience that you have. Um, so, yeah, I would like you to, you know, come back. And, um, well, you know, basically like kind of like a, not like necessarily like a trial week, like see how you work, where you are. Um, so when I came in for like that trial week, um, they had me doing blow dries. They had me doing like mock, uh, retouches and highlights and stuff like that. And, on um, they kind of gauge mannequins. on mannequins or okay. if you brought in your own models, okay. that was a, a huge thing as well, bringing in your own models. So um, the other owner, Erica, she, uh, actually was hiring for a personal assistant. And at this time I had not yet received my, um, what do you call this? My state board. I had not received my license yet. 
So I, right off the bat, she told me that she was looking for a personal assistant. Um, you know, you got to work your way up the food chain. So I had come in as like doing these mock things. So it was a combination of, this is the stuff that we see often and, you know, like coming into our salon. So this is what we need to know that you can do. And then, you know, show us a few things that you feel like you would like to specialize in or like, you know, stuff that you feel like you're good at. So they had me in there. The first week was, I want to say like, not an entire work shift, but it would be like five hours one day. Um, for I think for the very first time I was there, it was three hours just for like, um, you know, signing paperwork and then getting like a tour of the salon. And it was just kind of, you know, making sure I was comfortable seeing how I worked with the rest of the team and um, seeing my timing on stuff. And that was a, a big thing as well. Just like, where's my starting point and then the entire time I was there um was I getting faster with doing my highlights you know was I getting was I learning was I you know stuff like that and were you getting paid during this time yes I was getting paid nice um, because they got a little paid trial period yes (laughs) sweet that's that's awesome so yeah I like I'm a huge fan of the trial period I'm hearing more and more people uh are doing that when I was coming up I didn't have that as an opportunity, it was like, we need warm bodies now. We need to get you get in. in there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway. Okay, cool. This is awesome. Um, so what about this other salon that you interviewed at? I, I never interviewed there. I, oh. I instantly, yeah, I fell in love with this one because this was the so first you one. You in one place and got the job and then. Yeah. yeah. And I was good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, I mean, that's amazing. Um, sometimes things just work out that way. So when they talked about getting on the floor, um, what would be your expectations? Like say, thinking about other salon owners wanting to attract uh, good t- top talent uh, of these rising stylists, like what type of things uh, would you be looking, were you looking for in a salon prior to finding where you're happy at? I'm not, I'm not trying to talk about it. Um, I, I did speak with the owner um, that I was being the personal assistant to. Um, I told her I was just straight up complete honesty because I don't want to leave on bad terms whatsoever. Um, again, communication is really, really important to me. So I let her know. I was like, hey, I just feel like um, I'm, I need, I'm looking for more opportunities with styling versus being someone's personal assistant. Okay. Because I did learn a lot, but I felt like I learned everything I needed to know from there to the point that now I am ready to go out and actually take my own clients and build up that clientele. Um, education, yes, is super, like I said, super important to me. Um, and I feel like, again, like I've, I've learned pretty much everything that I needed to learn. Um, so yeah, education is definitely one thing I'm looking for. Um, I would really like more classes regularly. Um, again, you said compensation. Um, yes, see, compensation, I this is one thing that I do want to mention for like um, rising stylists, like fresh, fresh out of school. Um, I'm gonna be honest, I'm still a little confused on how the the like the percentage and like levels, it, I'm still a little confused about that. Um, I am learning now. I wish I had started like kind of um, diving more deep, deeper into that when like earlier on. Um, so I'm learning about that now and kind of figuring out, you know, where is it, who's going to offer, um, 
the best for the work that I'm putting in. Uh, why don't you elaborate on uh, when you say it's you're still a little confused on the levels and stuff. So why don't you tell us what you do understand and uh, maybe we can fill in a little bit of gaps. And I, I don't, you're the, not the first person to bring us up. Another thing that I really, that I'm kind of struggling with now, um, clientele. Clientele, that is super, I wish I had known that prior um, just because my location is kind of secluded from, I feel like, you know, you know, when you look on Google and you're like, oh, salons near me, you know, if you're looking for a hair salon to like visit. Yeah. We, it's really tricky getting clients in. Okay. And I have been struggling with that the entire time that I've been working here. As far as the compensation goes and the payment structures and stuff, like uh, I would say the industry standard is to pay anywhere from 40 to 60%. And it is very common that there are additional charges to cover transactions. So like you have, like in the, in the business, you have two cost, two cost expenses. Businesses have two types of expenses. They have fixed expenses and mm -hmm. they have uh, transactional expenses. So like okay. what most salons try to do is reduce their transactional costs and either pass it on to the stylist or split it with the stylists. Um, mm -hmm you'd have to like check the local laws and the federal laws on what is allowed. I'm not a lawyer and I don't get into that. I've had, I've had my own run-ins with this where um, without saying too much information, it's important that people understand how they're paid because um, when it comes time to questioning how much money you're making, okay, here's an example. If you don't know how you're paid and you don't know the exact formula, then that right there, that for me would be, Get run for the hills. You know, you have what they call like a chargeback fee or a service fee, which pays for like shampoo or color or whatever. So that's right. not uncommon either. Some people just give you a flat split. Some people um, give you like your split minus. Some people take the number off the top. So like, say you make a hundred dollars for a haircut, charge a hundred dollars for a haircut. They'll take $10 off the top and then give you 50% of 90. Does that make sense? Which yeah. is not 50%. It's uh, but like, but like the business justifies us saying, okay, the first thing we, since, cause the cut, cause the customer doesn't pay you, they pay the salon mm -hmm. and then the salon right. pays you. And that's the big mis misunderstanding with a lot of hairstylists that work in hair salons. They think that they're the ones getting paid by the customer, but that's not how it works. And that's why yeah. I, that's why you get these like weird, like, because the business owner to their mind, it's their revenue and they're paying you. Like right. it's not, it's not your revenue and you're getting your piece of it. So I think, um, I think we need to have a big conversation about that as an industry. Um, Absolutely. I'm actually uh, working on something with that at our salon right now. Uh, it's in the works. We just finished a year pilot, but um, this is not about me. This is about you. So let's keep on moving. <laughs> I know I'm totally here for the conversation. I love yeah. hearing input on this because <laughs> well, I feel like I, it's something people are so shy to talk about. And it's like, okay, well, like, I love my job. Like, I love doing hair. Like, that's why I went to school for it. And, you know, I right. paid all that money. And, you know, and I'm here doing this. And there are times where I'm like, oh, I got a paycheck. Today's Friday. Oh, I got a paycheck. Like, that's great. I forgot that I was oh, going to work. That's living the dream right this. there. <laughs> right. And like, and like, I'm not even trying to say it because, you know, like, oh, interviewers, like, oh, you know, like be fake and phony. No, like that's, no, that's not how I am at all. Right. Like I legit, like, will forget. I'm like, oh my God, yeah, I made money. Th this is what I do. But at the same time, you look at those checks and you're like, 
I'm making money, but hold on, <laughs> hold on. I feel like I work really, yeah. really hard. Yeah. Have you so uh, ever worked the front desk at a hair salon? No. You know what's crazy is when I went in, I was telling them like, okay, well, I know like being a receptionist fresh out of cosmetology school is a big thing. So I had actually applied for like receptionist and they were like, yeah, no, you're not doing that. We need you as a personal assistant. And I was like, okay, well that's hands-on experience. That's good with me. Um, so I, I, I never really touched the front desk, which is something I recently learned is not a great thing. You do want to be hands-on and front desk. Um, just because when you're booking your clients, yes, you can leave that to receptionist, but I feel like it's super, super important that you know how to do that yourself. Um, so I've actually been working with like a few of the receptionists and just kind of being like, okay, so I have a client that I need to book for this day, but can you show me how to do it? Okay. So let me, I'm going to do it. And I want you to tell me if I'm doing this right and stuff like that. Nice. Nice. So, that's smart. That's super important. I think answering the phones, checking people in, checking people out. Those are all the soft touches that you do with mm -hmm. people with that make that like uh, that really help improve the likelihood of retention uh, due to like a, uh, a valuable experience. Like it's not just a haircut. If you know those as a stylist, then the experience that the customer is getting is, is multiplied exponentially. It helps you understand like what other stylists charge too. Like I know a lot of stylists who undercharge for their work. Like that's super common. So um, I'm gonna be honest with you. I am currently a full-time um, not only employee, but a full-time student. Um, I'm a sophomore in college. Oh, wow. Okay. So, but flexibility is important to me just because I am a full-time student. What do you think is a reasonable expectation for, uh, to get on the floor uh, out of school? I feel like if you go to a school like Paul Mitchell, you're more prepared than somebody going through a different apprentice program, probably six months to a year, okay. I feel like is definite a safe because then not only are you getting the, uh, like, you know, the educational portion of it, um, getting comfortable, confidence, you gain so much confidence, because if you are speaking on a topic that you don't know, you're not going to be very confident in yourself whatsoever. Now, if you know the topic, the ins and out, and maybe you're, you're still learning, you still have a good, like a good starting knowledge base, if that makes sense. Yeah. So you can, you can speak more confidently. You can take a client more confidently because you have an idea of what possibilities like they could ask for. Cause you never know what's going to walk in. If it's like walk-ins or anything like that, you don't know until it's in your chair. Right. So, which is exciting, but also terrifying. Right. So especially within this industry, if the person sitting in your chair is confident, if they feel like you're confident, they're confident in you. Now, oh, really? if they feel like you're shy, they're going to be nervous. They're gonna be like, oh, yeah. Wait a minute. You know, I think there's a basic rule in, uh, in, in customer service is once you've, once the person is upset, they're upset. They're, you're, they're upset. There's no, you're better off getting a buffer in between you and them. Okay. okay so uh, to wrap, wrap this conversation up, uh, if you could give um, one piece of advice to a salon owner, hiring manager, how, what they could do to, to attract top talent, what, what would it be? For me, honestly, it's going to be, what do you know how to do? What do you like? What do you feel comfortable with? What do you not feel comfortable with? And what, if you want to specialize in something, um, what would it be? So I can help you grow. Not only, you know, like I'm not just trying to hire you for myself. I want to help you become a better version of yourself. 
that's really yeah. important to me just because like if if i had uh, an employer tell me like hey like if you're not com- if you don't feel comfortable in this stuff then we need to work on that i like i will help you you know get to the point where you can you know do it better um so i honestly yeah probably that along with everything else that we've already talked about okay that so, right there is super important to me so are you saying you think that salon owners and managers should be flexible to growing you the way you want to be grown and not growing you to fit their business is that what you're saying well no i feel like yes you definitely should know like if there's a specific like like i said when i came into this job they wanted to make sure that i knew how to do specific you know x y and z which i like i totally understand that and if like that is what was needed from whatever possible employer then yeah i'll make sure that i can do that but i i also want to you know be able to grow as an as a stylist myself and like things that that i right exactly i'm a type of person that like as soon as i've learned something i want to put that into use and now if, if i feel like I haven't learned anything in a while and like I'm kind of becoming stagnant and I'm doing the same thing. That's fine. But I need to be able to be challenged. I need to be able to be challenged because I'm a really quick moving person and I constantly want to keep going and doing more. So I want to grow. You know what I mean? Honestly, I feel like with every relationship, whether it be employer, employee, um, friends, family, people that you're, you know, dating, whatever the case is, I, and this is, uh, this is kind of maybe like not the best advice, but this is kind of how I see things, um, which I also don't know. Okay. So basically with any relationship you have, you want to treat it as a 60, 40. That's yeah. This is going to sound really, really strange, but like expect 40 and give 60. I feel like that's kind of if that makes sense, especially Mm -hmm. as like a new stylist. Yeah. You're just starting off. Now, for me, I, you don't want to, ex- like, you can't just expect people to believe what you say and vice versa. Same thing goes right back. You know, give, give 60, expect 40. I like that. So at the end of every interview, I like to end, end with some humor and, and a laugh. And um... I had this one girl, <laughs> not my, not my client. I was, I was uh, shampooing her for somebody else. She was looking up how to be an escort oh shit (laughs) (laughs) asking my opinion on things and at first i didn't understand he was asking your opinion yeah (laughs) 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 so i'm like i'm like listening to her talk to me and i'm thinking okay she's like on a dating website like she's trying to find people like that's cool that's great this is the perfect time to do it while you're relaxing and she's going through and she's looking at stuff and she's like asking for my opinion. And then she went like on this, like, <sighs> she's going on like clothing stuff and looking up specific things. And I was like, oh, like that's like a really pretty dress. Like you're going for like a special event and all that other stuff. And she goes, yeah, so how much do you think I should charge for this? And I was like, like, I'm like, what? Like what? <laughs> and she goes, yeah, like I'm I'm trying to do this, like like this escort thing. And I was like, wow. escort. okay. The last time I thought about escort, like, I've, cause I've had this conversation with like somebody else, like friends jokingly about like, you know, certain things. And I'm like, okay, well there's, there's, <laughs> there's like <laughs> stripping prostitution. Wait a minute. <laughs> Where's the yeah, yeah. Escort. It's like, it's a, like, a, like a fancy, like a yeah, fancy wear on the, yeah. It depends <laughs> on what you're going to do. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Maybe you should a la carte the services. 
have a mid list menu of services, you know? I mean, that's what the pros do. <laughs> yeah, she was getting into that. And yeah. she was showing me. And then she was trying to talk me into it. Oh, <laughs> yeah. That wow. has to have been one of the craziest things I've ever experienced. Because there's things one. I've heard. Uh-huh. There's things that I've heard. They're like out of pocket. So far out of pocket. Like they come in <laughs> and they're talking about their problems. Like oh, we're like going to like fix them like yeah like crazy stuff which i understand like i'm all for like you want to vent to me that's cool don't expect solutions from me because i'm not a licensed therapist psychiatrist or psychologist any of those i'm a licensed hairstylist okay that is not my field of expertise but if you want to vent girl i'm here guy i'm here like they them i'm i'm here talk to me i love it but at the same time you know, there, I feel like there's a lot of stuff that is talked about that is like yeah. way too open. But uh-huh. again, that's up to the person. Right. So yeah, that that happened to me. That happened to yeah. me, and I was nice. very taken off guard because you're in customer <laughs> service mode, and all yeah. of a sudden someone's asking you if how you feel about. Listen, listen. That's funny. Yeah. All right, cool. Well, this was great. Thank you so much um, for for uh, taking the time, and uh, I think a lot of people get some value out of this. I'll let you go. Thank you again so much, everyone. This is Jody, and she is a, a rising stylist in Northern Virginia. And um, if you have any uh, questions or you want to message her, uh, you can either reach out to me or you can. I'll post. Uh, I'll I'll make sure to leave um, Jody's uh, handle, and you can direct message her on Instagram. And uh, yeah, thanks for watching, and thank you so much again. Thank you for having me, and yeah, literally, if you ever have any questions, even if it's like like about makeup, it's about hair, if it's just, you want to talk, like, just like about random things, like, I'm here for that. I'm here for all of it. So, all right. Awesome. Thank you so much. You're welcome. All right. Bye-bye. Bye.